Are you ready? I'm ready. Yep, we're ready. All right, we're we're here. I'm safe from the coronavirus, everyone. Yeah, I believe we are at the uh, the safest place in Floyd County right now, down here at City Perk, which has been freshly sanitized from head to toe. Mm-hmm. Every single nook and cranny. Yeah. Yeah. From what'd you say? From 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 uh, crevice to crack, we're 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 sanitized down here at City Perk. Yep, you're gonna hear a little echo right now. Not now. It's gone. Not now. Echo's We're gone. Good. Okay. Hello, everyone. Yep. You you know we say that we're we're in the safest place, but you're wearing a death trooper mask, so I feel a little unsafe around you right now. Well, I don't have any blasters. Yeah. But who would shoot first? I mean, probably you. Han. <laughs> Han. Yeah. Han shoots first always. Han always shoots first, and that's what Leia said. Can't hardly. Han <laughs> always goes first. That's right. It's no big. So how you doing, folks out there? I hope you're all marked safe from Corona. Yeah. I mean, that's it. It really is crazy how much the coronavirus has blown up. Yeah, and our our jokes right now probably don't help it. <laughs> At least mine don't. You're oh, not really man. saying anything. When I was in North Carolina, they uh, they memed a hurricane away, so it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's better than uh, what the government's plan was this past time, which was to nuke it away. Yeah, that's true. If we, if we put a nuke in the middle of the eye of the hurricane, will it stop it? I feel like that is like a, like a Superman idea. <laughs> like, that's like the plot of like what would have been the fifth Christopher Reeve Superman movie. Like, we're going to nuke a hurricane. This is how you get Sharknadoes. It is how you get Sharknadoes. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> You know, people don't think about these ramifications. No, you nuke a hurricane, you get. Oh, I guess you could have like a shark, a shark a cane. A shark a cane. Sounds like shark a con. Shark con me. <laughs> oh, Corey Grimm is watching you. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's, I think <laughs> actually, I think I may have just heard him pull in. The door's locked. The door's locked. Okay. Oh, the other door's open. Corey, if you're still watching, go to the other door. <laughs> Did Corey go to the other door? Corey's hyperdrive was uh, busted in his vehicle, yeah. so he couldn't hit yeah. uh, hyperspace and make it here. Yeah, he had to push his vehicle 12 parsecs. Don't blame me. Blame Perry County. Blame Perry County. <laughs> Don't we always? I mean, at this point, yeah, it's all Perry County's fault. Yeah. Not that we don't love Perry County. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Yep. <laughs> Pinky's out to Perry County. I'm drinking cold brew today, so I don't have a, yep. a mug. Corey's got that high-quality vitamin water. Vitamin. Vitamin Tumblr. Nice. I don't know how well it's It is not said. filled with uh, the symbiote, though. So. I mean, that's a shame, because no. the symbiote is so love, handy. I would love to have the symbiote, honestly. That would be, like, the coolest thing ever. That would be the greatest, like, just, like, clothing. Like, you don't have to worry about clothes ever again. No, just... <laughs> Well, oh, I want to wear it away. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's why anytime <laughs> in the comics now, whenever like Eddie loses the symbiote, he's just in his boxer shorts. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean when uh, Flash had him after you know he he lost his legs, he uh, <laughs> My legs. the venom was his legs. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> Which is super handy. 
Yeah. That's actually one of my favorite renditions of Venom, too. You can move it. He was pretty great. Yeah. Agent Venom. They should do more, honestly, with... Granted, he's dead in the comics now. Spoiler. Sorry. Spoiler. Yeah. Hope you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> we give spoilers after the fact on here. It's true. <laughs> it's the best spoilers. Yeah. Unless you're watching the video in reverse, and then... Then it's an incredible <laughs> comeback story. Indeed, indeed. Um, so, uh, we were talking about the coronavirus, Corey, like right when you were pulling in. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I was actually, you know, kind of had it going, listening to it in the car, and I was yeah. like, oh, man, <laughs> coronavirus. Mm. And, you know, it's it's like everywhere you go. Like, it's, it's like trying to escape R. Kelly. I believe I can fly. <laughs> When that song came out, it's like everywhere you go, it, it's there. It's there. There is no escape. Speaking of which, I actually watched Space Jam the other day. Yeah, Space Jam is on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, <laughs> Netflix now. Yes, it is. That's why I watch on Netflix. Anybody want to go back to the '90s? Netflix. Should have '90s Netflix night. Um, the coronavirus, though, has caused a lot of mass panic. Speaking of which, uh, the E3 is canceled this year, and that's huge because that's when a lot of your video game like trailers and everything comes out so that everyone knows about them. Now they're going to have to figure out some other way. I guess kind of Nintendo has a heads up on this because oh, Nintendo yeah. Yeah. never actually participates in coming to E3. They just have directs that they present at E3. So now they already have these pre-recorded directs and they're just going to be like, hey, here you go. This is the games we're coming out with. Enjoy them. It's interesting, too. I saw today a, a rumor that this year would have been the first time that Warner Brothers Interactive would have attended as well. <laughs> of course, anything with Warner Brothers is going to go downhill now, though. Of course. <laughs> and they were going to make announcements about uh, Batman, Harry Potter, and the new Rocksteady games coming. Okay. Well. So, I don't know if they're going to be doing a separate event now. Uh, possibly in the same way that Sony and Nintendo do. Yeah, they're going to have to do something if they want to like show those off. Since you know there's not a huge gathering anymore of everyone. Um, but yeah, that's a it's a big it's a big loss for the video game community. Um, what are your all's thoughts on that? Do you think this is going to affect the sale of games or consoles or? You think it's going to push Sony farther? Actually, they weren't attending, so never mind. It's not going to push them farther into the hole. Yeah, I think the the big three, I, they're probably fine. I don't like Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo. Oh yeah, they have their own events anyway. Now mm-hmm. it's not going to be that much of an issue. I think it's more going to affect like the independent developers. Right. Yeah, those those indie developers, you know, they don't have quite the capital to invest in advertising as you know some of your bigger, you know, gaming companies. So I feel like, yeah, the indie developers are like, you know, the small, just different groups that come to these things, are they're really going to be hurt by not being able to attend. Right. Because some, I would imagine with some of those, it's it's like a lifeline for them. Mm-hmm. It's like, we we wait all year long for this, and this is, you know, where we're going to get our gain back from all our resources and expenses. You know, I kind of wonder if they do get it. Like, I'm sure that they have to pay something to have a booth or whatever set up, and I kind of wonder if they get any of that back for since it's canceled or I'm if they sure. Just, I mean, maybe. Because uh, I know a lot of things you do is just like it's a uh, no money back guarantee or you know that or like a um, what's the it's a deposit a um, non-refundable deposit non-refundable deposit yeah, yeah. so I kind of wonder if that's 
the case or if it's refundable or what. I mean, I imagine E3 might be a little bit more lenient than the landlord of the local <laughs> apartment complex. It's like, we'll give you that security deposit back if you clean. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's I mean, I, they, they lied to you. I would like to think they'd be more lenient about it, but you never know. That might be how they make their money, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. You, you, ask, you ask 10 people, and I would guarantee none of them tell you I didn't get that back. <laughs> That's probably true. Um, so, uh, Moving on, I guess, from E3, I've got a, a few little Nintendo tidbits to talk about. Um, this one deals with Nintendo and everyone's favorite gaming store, GameStop. Uh, Reggie, um, from used to be the president of uh, Nintendo of America. Yep. He stepped down while well, he retired from Nintendo of America their last year, and... Um, since then, he is now actually becoming one of the, or he's going to be on the uh, board of directors for GameStop. Do you think he might be able to revitalize GameStop the same way he kind of did with uh, Nintendo? Like, I mean, you had so many good consoles that came out. We'll skip over the Wii U because that was just failed marketing. But the, uh, I mean, you had the Wii and the Switch during that 15-year time period that he was there that mm -hmm. were huge. Like I said, we'll just skip over the Wii because, it, like I said, just felt marketing. Everyone just thought it was like an attachment for the Wii. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean that's that that is kind of what it ended up being to like the overall look of it. Yeah, it, really, yeah. it was really a precursor to the Switch, but yeah. that's. Yeah, I mean, I still have one, and one of my kids have one. It's a it's nifty for the kids, but. Yeah. Um, Back to the topic. Yeah, the main those, topic uh, that we're talking about. The, do you Reggie. think he might be able to help GameStop? He, I mean, he knows the market. He knows all that. That's absolutely yeah. why I think he'll be able to help because he knows what people want. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I agree. He's he's definitely better than the hope that they currently have. Going back to our Walmart Amazon topic, mm -hmm. I feel like GameStop is in that same rut as Walmart. Yeah. That they're trying to implement so many different contingencies to pull their self out. And it's like stretching them thin. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's just like it's fail after fail after fail. Right. And, you know, it's really going downhill. Like GameStop, if they don't do something, I foresee them really going out like in the next few years. Especially with like we were talking about the di everything going digital anyhow. Mm -hmm. It's just like why would I go to GameStop? Yeah, I might get 13 bucks for my seven games, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I can just stay at home and download the game for almost the same price. I mean, there's a lot of times where you, you can get uh, sales on, I'm sure you can on uh, Xbox and PlayStation as well, but I know mm -hmm. on Switch you can get, and Steam, you can get big sales on certain games. Uh, from Mario Day, the Switch had all of the like, big Mario games, like 33% off or something like that. I, yeah, I feel like maybe if, for instance, I mean, this is, this is a stretch, but for instance, um, there are sites that mostly deal on PC games. Like, you have a hum, Humble Bundle and Green Man Gaming, and there's a couple others. But what they do is they offer digital downloads, and they give you, you know, a key mm -hmm. that you can redeem to your Steam library. But they run sales, like, all the time on just various games. So I feel like maybe, um, you know, if he could implement something with their website that, you know, they're, they're running sales, you're getting coupon vouchers for so much percentage off games and that kind of stuff, then maybe they could be competitive and make some money that way. Now, doesn't Steam have, like, GameStop have some stake in Steam? 
If they do, well, did they did they a few years ago? Uh, didn't they have their own? Tri- they tried to do their own. I can't remember. What was the? Co- I know Congregate wasn't it like a game or something like that. The Congregate was a company. Company, but I know they had a lot of, uh, in stake with that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's something. Go ahead. You all, YouTube. Con- Congregate back yeah. in the day, they they were mostly like they were the people that uh, were kind of in the flash game boom. When yeah. You would go online and you would play games in your mobile browser and et cetera. You know, like that makes sense. Clip.com. Congregate was big into that, and now. If you go through the like any of the app stores on Apple or Google, um, they're in the mobile gaming market. Mm-hmm. So now they've moved from the flash games in the browsers to mobile gaming, and that's that's mostly what they do. They're not like a big gaming company that's you know coming out with platformers for like PC and console and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think they have anything dealing with uh, with Steam. I don't think they do either. They mostly deal with like Google and Apple. Yeah. yeah. One thing that I wonder, what is it that Reggie can bring to the table? Like, understand what he can bring with hardware. Like, you know, he was the one that was, like we talked about, he was behind a lot of the the innovative hardware that Nintendo has put out in the past few years, or had something to do with it. At least he was good at promoting it, Mm -hmm. at the very least. Um, But what can GameStop offer more to its, like, customer base like possibly exclusivity on like certain things, like may possibly exclusive Nintendo titles, possibly Nintendo just becoming strictly sold by GameStop. See, I don't. That would really restrict the market for Nintendo, and even as good of a relationship Reggie has with Nintendo, I don't think that's something he could pull off. No. But I do feel like he may have those connections to bring some more exclusive things to GameStop. I mean, even now pre-ordering certain titles and stuff like that uh, with different companies with Amazon, with Walmart, with GameStop, you get exclusive, like usual in-game items or something like that for certain games. Um, so if you could add some more exclusiveness mm-hmm. to it, then yeah, you know, it'd be worth it. I remember, you know, I'm, I've been a pro member at GameStop since I started going to GameStop. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember what well, there used to be the... I've still got my card. Actually, no, I don't have my card because I lost my wallet. <laughs> I've actually got a card. is is very beat up. Mine was beat up. And I've, I've got one, but uh, it seemed like back in the day, you it was you got a lot more with GameStop. It seemed like you know it was more exclusive. It seemed more there was value value to, to being a member at GameStop and everything. Mm-hmm. Where, there was, and, and really, like in the beginning, before you know digital craze took over, mm-hmm. like you know. You, you got those game informers in the mail mm-hmm. with the membership, and it was it was so cool, you know, because it's like really it was it was hard to look at game informer any other way. Mm-hmm. You go to their website, and it would show you like maybe the first couple pages. Yeah, now with game informer, like I still get game informers, and I um, I enjoy looking at them, but you can get them both di- digitally now and paper yeah. as well. And I know that. Which I, I still think it's a thing. Like you rack up points with GameStop, and yep. now yeah. they, you can redeem them. But I feel like that the amount of points that's required for a lot of things, it, it's just up there, man. It's like when you go to the arcade and you're like, you're taking your twenty thousand tickets to the counter. Yeah, and, you can get uh, one bounty ball. Yeah, they're like they're like here's you like a tootsie roll and a clacker, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just you're just devastated. And there's a lot of satisfaction in a tootsie roll. I'm just saying. 
Well, it depends on if it's like those big fat ones that's about that long. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, I guess, like, really the answer is that... For me, I I would say that what needs to happen is that GameStop needs to become more of a destination retailer. Right. Like... Mm -hmm. What what good is it if I can find everything that they're selling down at the big box store? I think that they should try to stay competitive also with uh, like the sales that companies are having. Like if they should, ha- their prices should reflect online prices. Online prices, right? Mm-hmm. Because if I go to Walmart or GameStop and I see a game for forty bucks, and then I go on the eStore or Steam and I see it for twenty. Guess who's going to buy it for half price? That's true, and there there is there is a lot of times, especially like Switch, where mm-hmm. they run deals, and, you know, just various sales. Um, you can buy a lot of the games that GameStop has half price yeah. on the Nintendo store. Yeah. So there is no just reason why you would buy it there. You know, really the only thing that they have going for them at GameStop is. They sell like the you know collector figurines and that yeah. kind of stuff. If they didn't have that market, I feel like that they've already they would they would, they would have sunk. And if they didn't a, have those exclusives, yeah, I think they would they would have gone a long time ago. Yeah, and that's another issue that they're having. A lot of the the collectibles that they're selling now mm-hmm. that are exclusive, well, just like in general, they've marked up the prices on them considerably. Uh, it's been about. I don't know exactly what the percentage would be, but it's been about a $10 increase. Like they were from like a regular retail price. Gotcha. Like normally, like you go to anywhere else, Marvel Legends action figure, $20. There was always a markup at, at GameStop. It was about 23 Now they're doing 30 for a regular size figure. It, it really depends on what you buy. For instance, um, you know, around Valentine's Day, I bought Brandy that Nika toy Splinter. The, yeah, from the '90s movie. Yeah, and it was twenty five dollars at GameStop. Now, if you yeah. got online anywhere, it didn't. Even if you went to their website, yeah. that same figure was forty nine dollars. Jeez. Yeah. So you got a good deal on them. Yeah, and they, you know, they had a couple more. They had like the Shredder, a couple mm-hmm. Foot Clans, and yeah. stuff like that. So the fact that they were twenty five dollars, it was it was insane to me. I was I was like, oh man, twenty five dollars, that's it, you know. And they didn't have any more, so I was like, well, I'll look online and see if I can find the turtles because they didn't have any of the turtles. Yeah, that's been. I think they're going to be like reissuing them, but the the Ninja Turtles franchise itself is just one that's gotten kind of crazy because like that's one of the deals that they had with GameStop was that they're going to sell just the. Uh, movie-based turtles, and yeah, like, the ones from characters. the 90s movies. Yeah, and they're they're like crazy detailed, fully articulate. Yeah. they're really nice. But the biggest uh, problem with Nika is they're very prone to breakage. Yeah, has she taken it out of the box? No, it's still That's in the box. Probably best. She, yeah, she's gonna <laughs> leave it in the box. It. Yeah, um, but yeah, GameStop is selling them like half price of anywhere else, just for those particular figures. But I mean, I'm sure that maybe yeah. you can get a better deal at GameStop on some things than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess now that we're done poking and, and prodding at GameStop, there's yeah, they, of, they've had enough. Yeah, it's like stop, stop. It's already dead. <laughs> Good poking to the horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about Nintendo. So Nintendo's getting ready to do some collaborations, which I one of them I could see, but one of them kind of uh, kind of caught me by surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, to start off that though, what kind of pants does Mario wear? Overalls. Corey? <laughs> I mean, I always thought it was overalls. Some nice dungarees, maybe? 
Denim, denim, denim. Den- yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I wanted to bring that up because Nintendo or Mario specifically is actually going to be doing a, uh, actually might have been Nintendo or Rolf. They're doing a collaboration with Levi's. Yeah. They're going to be making some Nintendo or Mario Levi's. I, I, I would assume they would have to be overalls. But, I mean, what else would you do with them? I, I don't know. It's like he's never gone around just regular britches. <laughs> okay, okay. So you, you've opened this. Uh, <laughs> I've opened this. You've, you've opened this. What is the difference? Because you can actually just buy Levi denim overalls now. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference in these Nintendo brand? Big Giant uh, M on them, maybe? Uh, probably Big Giant M on them. I mean, it's <laughs> going to be some kind of marketing, you know. I mean, is, it, is it like some kind of... Big embroidered M, probably like Jinko jeans. Uh, there you go. It's gonna be like the, the Mario Jinko jeans. That's exactly what's gonna be. <laughs> Maybe heard it here, guys. <laughs> Maybe they're gonna run the gamut of stuff with it. Maybe they're they're gonna do like his, uh, like some some Luigi, fla- yeah, fire flower power white overalls. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, some red Mario ones. I, I mean, just they, don't in anything white. Is this a nightmare? Just to try to get really <laughs> Especially if you have children. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get near me, kids. I have on my <laughs> Don't touch my Luigi overalls. <laughs> <laughs> and then another collaboration, as Kevin has up on the screen here, that uh, they're going to be doing is some Legos. If you notice, it's Doug Bowser is the one that tweeted about this. Mm-hmm. Doug Bowser is the new um, president of Nintendo of America, which I think is kind of ironic because his last name is Bowser, and that's literally <laughs> the name you don't want associated with a... Mar- with, uh, Nintendo, so and that was his name before he got on, right? Yeah, that was his <laughs> like name before. <laughs> yep, uh, that's kind of perfect. When they were uh, introducing him, as though they did have like Bowser coming out like on screen and stuff like that, and then he's yeah. like, "No, no, 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 wrong Bowser, wrong Bowser." <laughs> yeah. It's... So, I wonder now that Nintendo is you know teaming up with Lego, if maybe there's something going on with Lego. I mean, I don't know their financial situation. I, did you ever watch the Netflix series? Uh, Toys that made Toys us. that made us, yeah. yeah. Okay, did you watch the particular Lego episode when... I think I did, but I don't really things, remember. Things like, in the beginning, they did really well. Yeah. And then the company started going straight downhill because there was other companies that was making a rival product that was yeah. similar and it was cheaper. So then they, um, they started teaming up with... Uh, like different franchises mm-hmm. and stuff trying to make figures but then they couldn't get their cost down and it, it's like Lego within themselves was always in a financial struggle for most of their you know Lego. franchise career yeah and it just makes me wonder if something financially is going on with Lego that they're like we need a product because our stock is way down I don't know because I think Lego's doing quite well you got all the Lego games that come out and those are big hits kids love yeah. those games I love those games. and now the movies too the Lego movies those are doing decently well maybe they got such like a high rush from that and everything that they're like we have to get something like yeah they're kind of they kind of plateaued out now they're like we have to come up with something else right yeah. too. because they, it's going to start going downhill if we don't let's see I remember you know Legos the big sets and stuff when I was growing up mm-hmm. and you know that was at a high point and then it seemed like it went down from there well, and then the well, Bionicles came out yeah and then yeah. that went back up, and then so. What was really weird about the episode is they said, "Oh, we we did this, and we had you know all these Star Wars Legos and this yeah. and that." But then they said that the thing that they made the most money off of was they went back to basic. They had like the city sets again, where yeah. you had like fire trucks and police cars, and you built skyscrapers and houses and stuff. Yeah. And like that was a huge hit. Everybody bought those. Well, I think that helps too. Like. 
there's so many different brands of Lego products because like you've got the Harry Potter stuff, you have Star Wars, Batman, Marvel. You know, sometimes you also just need like especially for people who do action figure photography, people who just like building dioramas and building Legos. Like they just need like those regular kind of characters as something that you know the like how how great is it like to have like a cityscape to where you can have Batman going across it, it's true. or you can have a police station that he's like taking Killer Croc and the Joker to. So I think that I think that's what the the, the biggest uh, positive that the cityscape stuff can do is because mm-hmm. it adds to the rest of the different worlds of Lego. Yeah, you could interchange them easily. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, like like when like what we said too. Like they've been doing this for so many years. They've built up so many different brands within Lego itself that it it just kind of makes sense to also have like probably I would say Mario is the biggest video game brand. Like it's at least the most recognizable. I would say, and even going back to their last podcast, you know, the Switch outsold most consoles. Yeah, by yeah. by like what a hundred thousand units. Like the uh, the. March was, uh, the other day was its anniversary, three-year anniversary, mm-hmm. and it. I mean, it's selling a lot. Like it's selling like wildfire still, especially since they introduced the Switch Lite. And uh, I mean, and I feel like yeah, I would say Mario is wildly, wildly recognized because it's it's just hitting such a wide, broad audience. You know, everybody from kids to adults, right. So it's it's this it's not aimed at a certain age, age group. group or it's, group of people. It's just everybody. Everyone. Yeah, everyone and then everybody. You know, Nintendo's pretty much made their name. That you know, they're just a all around good console. That's good family fun, mm-hmm. and a lot of people buy them just for that. Yeah. It's not even that they're trying to compete in the market. It's mm-hmm. just that they know that they can bring a product to the table that other consoles struggle with. Right. Right. The, like we were last podcast, we're talking about the. Switch versus or any Nintendo uh, handheld compared to like the Vita or the mm-hmm. uh, PSP. They just they, those are good consoles, but they just could not compete. Yeah, no. very very hard to you know compete against Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo they just they had so many good games for like their DS, their 3DS. Their D- Still, you have a huge library of oh, yeah. games on those, even though those are essentially dead consoles now there's still such a huge library for those that if you you know if you still want one and just to pick up a lot of the older games it's mm-hmm. a, it's a great console to do that on um, and I'm sure you know eventually it'll be like one of those retro consoles that everyone will want and it's like oh yeah I've got this one with this gigantic catalog of games yeah see what would be interesting in that I feel like to get like the, the big catalog of games mm-hmm. you would have to Either one will have to come with like the micro U, uh, micro uh, SD card mm. full of them on it, or it'll have to be something the size of the Wii U, <laughs> <laughs> which was really going to be ironic when they do like the Wii U Classic. <laughs> I, I think that's a classic they'll probably skip over, honestly. More than likely, I want a Dreamcast. You know, Dreamcast. I love Dreamcast. The Dreamcast was great. You dreaming of a Dreamcast Classic? I was dreaming of a Dreamcast. Honestly, <laughs> it was a system way ahead of its time. Honestly, the system that I never owned. Well, one was a Dreamcast. I never had a Dreamcast. You, but I never you had. Missed out, man. I never had a GameCube. I played on GameCube really? a lot, but I GameCube never GameCube was amazing that, too. Yeah. I played on them a lot. Um, I know my sister; she had a. Um, uh, GameCube. I always liked watching her play. I know that they played. Uh, let's see, 
of course, all the Metroid games on it and everything. Smash Brothers uh, was great on it. I'm a huge Smash fan, mm-hmm. anyhow. Um, and that's, uh, you know, talking about the GameCube controllers, everyone still loves the GameCube controllers for yeah. Switch. You can get those, I mean, for Smash, and you can get those to play Smash Brothers with. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what's really nice is that when they did the, the Wii, they allowed it to where you could plug in the GameCube controller. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Or like any controller. Well, they had one specifically for that. But you, you know it's a good system whenever Nintendo has modeled like the the next three <laughs> systems after that yeah. right, to incorporate this controller. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves it. We must continue yeah. doing it. <laughs> we, have to, we have to incorporate it. And it was portable. It had the built-in handle yeah, uh, with first, it. Everyone says the Switch is the first portable console. No, it was the GameCube. Yeah. You just got the handle on the back and carry yeah. it around. <laughs> I mean, GameCube was good. I would say, honestly, in my eyes, Nintendo 64. Yeah, but I'm just yeah. nostalgic for it. Oh, and, 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 and it was like the, the meme I sent you guys. It's like, you know, you drop a TV on it, no problem. No it's problem. fine. Yep. You Actually, just dust it off, put some cartridges yeah. in it. They did this hack of the show, I believe, where they had... Yeah, the most, like, durable system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was was the PS2, the original Xbox, and the GameCube. Yeah. And they, like, dropped... A TV. Yeah, a TV. <laughs> and the, I think they dropped the consoles themselves, too, from, like, a second floor. <laughs> hit it with a sledgehammer. GameCube was the only one that worked still after. Really? <laughs> yeah. Sure was, and that's crazy, because it's a disc drive. <laughs> I figured the disc drive would miss, though. That's all, you that's would a, think. That's one of the first ones. That, yeah, that was the first console that Nintendo had that was a disc Mm-hmm. And then it went disc, 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 and now they're back to the cartridges. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, oh, well, I guess while we're on the topic of Nintendo and everything, we've been actually pretty much on topic since the beginning. But yeah, um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and do a little review here. I brought two controllers with me. Yay. These are the uh, Nintendo Switch Pro Controller, the official one by Nintendo themselves. And this is an officially licensed uh, Power A. Nintendo Switch, like Pro Controller, like remake, pretty much. But there's a few differences. Um, first off, I'll start with the Pro Controller itself. It's got HD Rumble. It has um, the motion controls, and it has an NFC reader built into it, so that you can scan for the, all those nice, nifty five million amiibos that they have for uh, Animal Crossing. Because, you know, everyone loves the Animal Crossing. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't, don't forget to buy your 200 Amiibos for yeah. a while. But you can scan them with this controller. It is rechargeable. You plug it in. Uh, it uses the USB-C just like uh, everything, everything else that Nintendo <laughs> does. Which is good because everything's going to USB-C now. So, so there's the Switch Pro Controller, the official Nintendo one. And then I have the Power A one. Nifty thing about this one. It comes in a lot more designs and everything. You can see this one here is Diablo three, mm-hmm. um, and the actual Pro Controller itself doesn't have that many designs. It has a few special edition ones. There's one for Xenoblade Chronicles two, and a, a couple more, but they're all just mainly just the black ones. Um, but this right here, it the sticks they they all feel about the same. Actually, honestly, I prefer the D pad on the Power A controller. And it has two programmable buttons on the back, so you can map other um, can, or other buttons to it, so you can on the go. And, but there's not a whole lot of difference between the two, except for this one does not include the NFC reader. So if you, you know, don't really care about amiibos, then you can go for this. I'm in that group. 
And uh, <laughs> also, it doesn't have the HD rumble, too. Yeah. Uh, I know the enhanced version of this, I don't think this one's not the enhanced version, but the enhanced version of the wireless ones actually does have the motion controls, whereas this one does not. Um, but, I mean, overall, this is a solid controller, and it's, you know, about 15 bucks cheaper, I believe. Uh, if you look on Amazon, I think you can actually get them from about 35 all the way up to about 45 bucks. So, on how much are the other ones? And then the Nintendo Switch Pro controller, about 60. Ooh. So there's yeah. a there's a big price difference there, but also rechargeable, not rechargeable. This one uses. <laughs> Think batteries. about those battery prices. Yeah, you gotta add yeah. those battery prices, and this uses a double A, two double A batteries. Yeah. Gets you about thirty hours of gameplay on two double A's. Yeah. So you gotta add, you know, the batteries in. But so maybe buy you some some rechargeable batteries off Amazon too while you're at it. Yeah, if you want to do that, you could do that. Uh, I mean, you can tell. I'll pass these two around. But <laughs> yeah. there's it a is. weight difference in the two. Yeah. I personally, I do like the Pro Controller better. It just feels more solid to me. Mm -hmm. This right here, I'm not saying it's cheap I, at all. Yeah, it feels lighter. Yeah, it, it's it's lighter. It's probably where it's, one supports Rumble and the other one doesn't. The HD Rumble where it doesn't have that and it doesn't have the NFC reader. Yeah, so that's so that's that, the that weight cuts down difference. weight. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, but I mean. Overall, it's a good controller. Mm -hmm. I actually had it before I had the Pro Controller. I prefer the Pro Controller, but this right here is another good option if you do want to save about 15 bucks or so. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's now, my product you, reviews. Do you have batteries in the Diablo one right now? I do have batteries in the Diablo. Okay, one. that's probably why it felt heavier to me when right. I was weighing them earlier. Yeah, there, there's not a whole lot of weight difference between yeah. the two, but I mean, it's it's uh, it's, it's just a slight weight difference. Yeah. This one here, but the D-pad on the Diablo one, or I'm sorry, the Power A controller is uh, a better D-pad in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, but overall, okay. it's a they're both very solid controllers. Good, really just personal preference that if you're going to use the Amiibos or not. Um, I actually don't use Amiibos, but I just like the filled Pro controller better. Yeah. Um, that's all my Nintendo topics. I haven't discussed a lot of Nintendo today. Yeah, there's a yeah. Um, mountain of Nintendo. Not, <laughs> Nintendo's <laughs> been popular today. Yeah, it really is. Uh, my uh, some of the other stuff I've got um, a PS5. I know we've been you know dissing them pretty hard lately as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I like Sony, I really do. And if I'm playing an RPG, I'm going to prefer Sony over Xbox or Microsoft. Right. Um, I just like playing RPGs better on a. Um, PlayStation. I don't know why. I just always have. But the PS5, they're they're hurting. You know, they're Sony is hurting, and they need. They're trying to do something. I guess a little bit different this time. When the PS5 releases, they are actually releasing the PS5 Pro in conjunction with just the PS5, just to compete with the Xbox Series X. I guess that makes sense. Um, I mean, I uh, guess so. To I, th I think in a way it, it, it also gives your consumers more options. Like maybe you don't need like whatever high end mm -hmm. specifications that the that the pro model has. Maybe you just want like a like what's going to still look pretty good and have like decent performance. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what what are the specs on on them right now. It's like the, the, I don't think there's been any specs for the PS5. There pro really hasn't reason. been many leaked specs at all. I feel like there's been more released for Xbox yeah. than yeah. anything. Uh, they, I think that didn't they officially yeah. they were official go theirs and like hey we have twelve teraflops. Yeah, but <laughs> Sony's just being secretive for whatever means. I don't know. They've been pretty secretive the past few years. They didn't. They didn't attend E3 last year. They were going to skip out this year, but I mean, they don't have to skip out now. So yeah, no E3. <laughs> but um, they've just been real secretive, and I kind of wonder what they do have, like what they're hiding behind closed doors, really. 
I hope it's good. I hope yeah. it's good. Uh, like For their sake. Maybe their the pro is going to go 8K. Whoa. I think both of them are. You know oh, they're both going to be 8K? I read an article about this, too. It's like um, most TVs have what they call HDMI 2. Yeah. But some of the, with the newer consoles, um, they're going to be able to support and use HDMI 2.1, which seems like a really dumb way to label that. They should have just yeah. went like... Three. You know, three or just anything <laughs> like that. But basically, it's it's the capability to push out 8K graphics. But if you go around and you just talk to people, mm-hmm. how many people's got an 8K TV? Yeah, I don't even have a 4K TV. Yeah, most people don't <laughs> even have a 4K. You know, they're just using, you know, a smart TV that they got on a Black Friday deal. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> And but honestly, 4K doesn't make a difference if you are more than 10 feet behind the TV. I'm pretty sure it was the optimal viewing range for 4K. After yeah. that, it's just the same as being on like 1080p. But uh, I might be wrong on that. If, someone, if I'm wrong, someone correct me. But it, um, it's my understanding that if you buy it and you're worried that it's not going to work with the TV that you do own, um, it's it shouldn't be a problem from what I've gathered because it will still work and you know it's still going to be HD graphics, but it's not going to be HD graphics as much as it could be mm-hmm. but really between the difference in TVs you, I mean it's minor difference right right it's not like you know I'm I'm looking at a 480p video <laughs> versus you know <laughs> a 4000 by 2000 yeah. right yeah that makes sense yeah so yeah. I mean we'll if if it's something really impressive, it's probably not going to matter. I'm probably going to get like the standard version, mm-hmm. unless maybe there's more memory on the pro model, which that would be more like more than likely that would be the case. Yeah, they put in a bigger hard drive, and yeah. it might be a little bit faster of a hard drive or something, so that way it accesses memory quicker. Yeah, like give me a 10 terabyte hard drive on the pro model, I'll probably buy it. Yeah, yeah. Each each game takes up one terabyte. Yeah, I mean, probably. <laughs> you got to spend four days installing it. As graphically intensive as games are nowadays, and yeah. as much space as they take up, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing. I mean, well, of course, once memory gets up higher, uh, yeah. like one terabyte games. That I mean, going from back when we were younger to now, you never thought you'd see like one, two, three, twenty-seven gigabyte games. Yeah. But guess what? That's what you're seeing now. And mm-hmm. It's super high. Yeah. Back when 256 megabytes was top of the line. Yeah. But tying in their um, Nintendo PlayStation talk, um, this was a point I was going to make. Go ahead. Um, so the owner that created Pets.com and Toys.com, his name is Greg Mecklemore. He went to, I guess, an auction for mm-hmm. old classic retro games, and would you say he was thrift shopping? Yeah, he was <laughs> thrift yeah, shopping. Michael Moore, yeah. Okay, he he looked good in your granddad's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, he bought shot. the original prototype of the Nintendo PlayStation. Oh, that's right. It's a Nintendo Super NES with an optical drive. That they only apparently made two games for. <laughs> it was Punch Out and some like Olympic Stadium game. Of course. Okay. So they only made those two games for this as a prototype. And they only made 200 consoles when they prototyped it. Okay. So how many of those are left? I have no idea. I couldn't find a number on that. But it said that around 200 are existing hmm. now. So, and they it was believed that there was around 200 prototype made right 
So I'm not actually sure how many is in existence, but I mean they they're rare nonetheless. Super rare. Yeah. super rare. But this guy he bought it for three hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Pocket change for something. <laughs> he actually outbidded the guy that created the Oculus Rift. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he he won okay. a bid against that guy. <laughs> Did he spend all of his Facebook money and he couldn't afford to go any higher? I guess. I don't know, man. But um, he said that his hope is one day he's going to create a retro game museum and he hopes to display. Like, he's he's a massive retro game collector. Mm-hmm. Like, he has, like, all the systems that you can think of. He's got, like, the rare, hardest-to-find games that were, like, discontinued or not widely, you know, published or mm-hmm. anything. So he wants to create a museum. That's his hope and dream to, you know, put up video game history. You know, it's like a big time capsule. Yeah. So I think that would be really great. I, th- I think you got to kind of have the trash cans though that are full of uh, the, the ET games. <laughs> Some that, that reminds me. It was another podcast I was listening to recently. Okay. They were talking about the Atari Pac-Man game. Okay. And he actually attributed that that was probably more so the downfall of Atari than the ET games, despite there being a landfill full of ET games. What he what he said was, uh, I'll just say what it was, it was. His name's Harrison Smith. He has a mm-hmm. podcast called Cinema C Y N. Uh, I talk about it several times just because I like it. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he really go he really goes in depth on history. But like this game was so hyped because Pac Man in the arcade was such. A oh, big yeah. thing at the time. And then, yeah. like, oh, you can play it on home console? Whoa. It's like how Mortal Kombat was back in the day, you know? <laughs> is, that, yeah. is, that, is that with the live actors or the not live actors? I guess the live actors. The, one, the original? The one, yeah. <laughs> the one for, like, Sega Genesis? Yeah. And Super Nintendo. But, like, that... W- I can see that being, like, a big issue. Because, like, they had to, the stores had to issue, like, so many refunds and, and everything for it. Because they knew how bad it was, like it didn't look it didn't look nearly as good as the arcade version. But that's also because, you know, the limitations for a console system were pretty were were, were a lot. It was a lot different back then compared to like what you could get in an arcade. Arcade oh, yeah. obviously bigger, so you can have more processing power, have more memory in it. Mm-hmm. Small cartridge, not so much. Right. No, and that was that was always the limitation of cartridges. Mm-hmm. And actually, going back to like the Super NES, like Famicom days. Yeah, they like within the cartridge. Like if you held the Famicom cartridge versus like the U.S. Super NES cartridge, mm-hmm. they were actually just a little bit heavier because they had a separate chip that was put inside of the cartridge that contained all the music files for the game. Wow, that's why, like for instance, like Castlevania. Yeah, if you play it between the two different systems, the music sounds so much better on the Famicom because they just had a larger amount of memory. Just dedicated to music. Just dedicated to music on a separate chip that was inside the cartridge. It's a shame we couldn't get, yeah. (laughs) The Witcher 3. Yeah. (laughs) Basically on an SD card. Like essentially. Like not even much, it's not much thicker than than an SD card. card, No. Yep. So think about the limitations that they had now compared to then. It's It's insane. Yeah. And I think back then, like, on Super Nintendo, like, they could only put, I think it was, like, 16 megabytes worth of information on the cartridge. (laughs) Like, it it was unreal. And then that changed when they made 
Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening mm -hmm. that they, they upped it. They managed to get 28 megabytes Ooh. in that cartridge, and it was really pushing the limit. Yeah. I love when companies push the limits, though. I really do. like Push to the limit. <laughs> um, when you're talking about super rare, that actually reminded me. There's a website called superraregames.com, mm -hmm. and they'll take some of these uh, digital-only releases mm -hmm. or some of these like really hard-to-find games, and they'll release them. I think it, I think they're only for Switch, if I'm not mistaken. But it's superrarregames.com, and they have some of these really hard-to-find games that only get released in uh, certain you know, places, uh, let, let's see here. I'll, oh, like how it's me. like region like, like it only gets released <laughs> in certain regions. Uh, at Super Rare Games, we strive to bring collectors to the very best physical content for the Nintendo Switch, so it is Nintendo Switch only. We operate our, alongside our partners to bring the most exclusive offerings of the very best indie games. So they get these indie game developers that can't really afford to produce cartridge games, and they will, you know, collaborate with them and do a super like limited release of some of these like games that people really enjoy in the, for the indie developers. Mm -hmm. and, but yes, yeah, I wondered who did that. Like I saw an advertisement for it. It was like mm -hmm. it was like a three day sales. Like after this is gone, yeah. Like that makes a lot of sense. Uh, one of the YouTubers I watch that does a lot of the like Nintendo Switch content and it's beat 'em ups or Wood Hawker. Mm -hmm. He uh, has uh, talked about them several times and. I was just, you said Super Rare, it reminded me of this like limited release, and I'm like, I, I need to go talk about them, but yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, like, I need to... I, the I world need, must know. The world yeah. must know. SuperRareGames.com, they have some really cool like indie games that usually only get the digital releases, but if you're a collector of games and you want like a physical version of those games, mm -hmm. there you go. Good deal. Um, so, moving on from games, because I think we've... <laughs> and we exhausted that. We've, we've not beaten games to death. I mean, not, we're not totally away from games right now. There's still at least one more game we have to talk about that's turned that has an adaptation coming. Oh yeah, please do inform us of the said game. Uh, the Last of Us is being. Uh, oh yeah. They're talking about adapting it into an HBO series. I believe for their uh, Mac service. Okay. More than likely, I assume. But I think they're talking about every everything that that's new that's coming to HBO now. They're talking about oh, it's going to be the next Game of Thrones. Like why? Why can't it just be? Why can't it be something? Thing? Yeah, yeah. Because it's got the HBO stamp on it, so right. everyone's like, "Okay, well, you they're know, like, it's good, it's good." So it was Game yeah. of Thrones. No, you leave Game of Thrones alone. Game of Thrones was great for you it. Know, it was. It, yeah, it's kind of like when companies make MMOs and they're like, "Oh, it's it's the WoW killer." It's it's yeah. it's like, like it's why, why even WoW. compete with that? You yeah, know, be be your own deal. It's completely ignorant to try to compete with WoW. Yeah, because <laughs> that's just the biggest one that they have out there. Yeah. But um, there's not been a lot of information on it yet because it's still just it's very early stages mm -hmm. of development. Um, but what are your guys' thoughts mm -hmm. on this? I'm thinking it's a great story. Like it, absolutely know, played the Last of Us. Mm -hmm. Amazing story. It's one of the best story-driven games I think that there's been in a while. Yeah. Um, Which I'm, Naughty Dog, they're kind of become well yes. known for that. Um, they, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be as long as they do it correctly, mm -hmm. it'll be a great. Uh, Wasn't Naughty Dog that done it? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, they they've been doing really well with those like story story driven games. Uh, that to me, that's I really enjoy a story driven game. Um, like I, I just I'm Fortnite. It's great for some people. Mm -hmm. I just cannot get behind it. Um, <laughs> Dude, there's no story. It's literally just level <laughs> playing and go kill people. Yeah. Build something. Build. Yeah. There's more so just killing people now. Building stuff is kind of. <laughs> You don't really even get to do that much anymore. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. But there's yeah, not a lot of reason to. No. 
but I, yeah. I wasn't actually sure that Naughty Dog was still in business. I know that yeah. you know they made the first Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Then I, well, I think they made um, what Dax and Jaxter. Dax and Jaxter. Jack. Jack and Daxter. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. So that's one I never played, so I wasn't sure. And you know, honestly, if it wasn't for them, like... Uh, they had making, the Uncharted series, too. Yeah, the Uncharted yeah. series. I think that's what really led them to The Last um, of Us. If it wasn't for them making the Crash Bandicoot game, I don't I don't think Sony would have done so well with the PS1. No. No. Because that was... Huge. Yeah. Mm. Like, what other... T- you can't really name too many other titles from that time. Like, Twisted Metal and oh. Metal Gear Solid are the only ones that... And Final Fantasy VII. Well, Tomb Raider, too. Tomb Raider, yeah. yeah that so that's like, one. what, five games? Five games, yeah. In general, though, you pro- that's probably the only... you can Anyone can probably only name about five games from any large developer. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to leave out Tony Hawk, Pro Skater. That game defined a generation. That's true. I forgot <laughs> that. Well, okay, six games. Six games for that. That's true. And what I... I, I would go on a deep dive about Tony Hawk because I just uh, I had a big huge like research on that not too long ago. It, you know? it made us all want to be professional skateboarders at one point. Oh, yeah. I tried it and I could not skateboard. It did, but all. the <laughs> biggest thing was to say they made you a quality game that actually had a lot of extra content that you yes. could unlock and yeah. you didn't have to pay for it. You know, like yeah. today. And, it, and what now. was mm-hmm. what was so bad was the downfall of Tony Hawk is Activision. Activision and their greed. We want to push a game out every year of Tony Hawk is what made that game just drop off the map. Yeah. Like, basically, after three, they were garbage. <laughs> you know, that's kind of uh, going, looping back around to Nintendo and Pokemon. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> but um, looping back around to it, that's one of their problems that they're having. Is Activision? No, not Activision itself, but they're trying <laughs> to like, push okay. out like a Pokemon game like every single year. And... There's a release schedule of when the new generations have to come out because Is there's still Game new, Freak that makes it. Well, there's three different entities: Nintendo, Game Freak, and the Pokemon Company. We'll see. Like um, Game Freak's the one that designs the. Uh, they're the one of the you know the main designers for or the main designer of the new games, and yeah. they're the ones who come out with like they don't really handle the uh, like the mystery dungeon games and stuff like that. But you get the people that come out with like the new generation and stuff like that. That's Game Freak. Well, that's, see, that makes me it makes me wonder if it's if it's Nintendo that's pushing Game Freak to do it because that's how it was with the Tony Hawk series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Insomnia Games, I think, that made that game. Yeah, and it was Activision that was like, you have to do this. And it and really like even like they brought Tony Hawk in for collaboration and everything mm-hmm. and he was backing it and at the time like he they offered him like I don't know it was like five million dollars at the time just to sell his part of it out and he's like nah I think I'll just wait and see where it goes yeah but um, it it was it was just so bad because Activision was pulling all the strings mm-hmm. and giving all the orders and. It was just really just destroying the companies that were trying to do it. Yeah. Let's see, with uh, with Pokemon, it's like, like I was saying, they got out a release schedule. The anime only lasts so long, and they release, you know, when the anime comes out, they only have so long before they have to come up with a new generation. And there's you've got the card game, the anime, and merchandise that really push the release of a new generation because it's like once they're running out of that, they got to release another generation to keep it going. 
So that's where that everything is there. You would just think off of the merchandise and the royalties and everything that they would be fine. They, well, they are, they are, but once it starts to get stagnant, they want, of course, you know, new Pokemon yeah. for more people to enjoy. Yeah. So that's, you know, kind of where they're at there. And they, uh, that a lot of fans are mad because they feel like games haven't been up to par. Yeah. And, yeah which is understandable, but. Um, you know, every franchise that is big, it's good. You're going to have your missteps. Mm-hmm. Like one of the, as I said, you know, a second ago, it's like talking about Metal Gear Solid. That's mm-hmm. one of the big ones of the, of, you know, PlayStation. But, you know, basically the main titles were the only ones that people really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Like, though I thought, you know, the, the acid games for PSP were actually pretty good for a, for a card turn-based strategy game. Yeah. Not bad. Um, but like, then you have like the, one of the most recent iterations, Metal Gear Survive. Which was it? Kind of was like, in a way, it was Fortnite, but in the Metal Gear world. But also one of those that relied heavily on microtransactions. That's kill. I think microtransactions are really killing. They really are games because people like I've heard actually good things about the latest Star Wars Battlefront game, mm-hmm. uh, but because they it was so heavy on microtransactions, especially when it was released, nobody played it. Turns a lot of people off with microtransactions. Now. Yeah, like just like. If I'm going to have to have a micro transaction, like any kind of transaction, mm-hmm. not necessarily micro, give me some DLC that's going to add to the story. Yeah. That's what I want. I like D- like DLC that expands the game, not just, oh, here's DLC. Well, what does it give me? Oh, you have new equipment. Yeah. That yeah. affects nothing. <laughs> that affects nothing. <laughs> and I would say one company that really pulls that off well, and it's, a, it's the underdog <laughs> in this whole story, mm-hmm. is Gearbox, which makes Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know if if you guys play it. I was a big fan of one and two. I haven't bought three, unfortunately. But um, yeah, like I was reading an article not too long ago that Gearbox had released a. It's a paid DLC on Steam, but it adds like I I think it was like twenty hours of story. Yeah. Onto the game, and it's it's got you know more story, more you know weapons for you to collect, mm-hmm. and like it. I was like, well, and usually their stuff's not too expensive anyway. Yeah. Like most of the time, like when Borderlands goes on sale, you can pick it up for like fifteen dollars or something. And yeah. their DLC goes on sale, and you can get it for like six. See, I can get behind that. Like yeah. when Mass Effect came out, and they like they had, you know, the DLC add quite a bit to the campaign. Yeah, and you know, I'm fine with stuff like that. We got lost in the weeds here. We the did. Last of Us TV show. Yep. <laughs> I'm lost on this because I have, unfortunately I've never played this game. So it's basically like you're a guy escorting this girl in the essentially zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, she could hold the cure for it, so you got to take her on a cross country road trip. I think you. Where do you start out at? Like, <laughs> this sounds like Telltale Walking Dead. Kind of, but like but more better. better graphics. Well, yeah, and it's not as you know a story novel. Yeah, that you I, just push buttons. Yeah. I think like the idea is you have to get her to like Portland or no Seattle. Somebody. It's it's I think it's like the Northwest when you start out on like the Northeast. So there's you're obviously going to face challenges with it, but I think what they should do with this don't adapt that story. The Last of Us is a pretty perfect story on its own. Let people experience that. And if you're going to do a TV series based on that world, just do a separate story of it. There's so much. There's so many characters in there you can tell about. Like, do something on the Fireflies. Do something on like 
I think there was his brother or something that was one of the other characters. Do that story. Do like what they did with Watchmen. Let the original content stand on its own and then just expand the universe. I want to agree, but disagree. Because if people have never played it like myself, then when you come to it, you're lost. Because you don't know who the characters are. You don't know any of the backstory. You don't know what's going on. But the story's available to, to be accessed. <laughs> well, that's true, but no. When when it comes back to we, I think we had this talk, but nobody really likes to sit and read through stuff, and they don't really want to. Like they they just they either want to play this game or they just don't know. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's I, fair. I get both points. Um, I know you know it would be great if they did do like a side story, you know, but. They're going to go what the the bread and butter is. They want to go yeah, with the what made made it it. Yeah, um, and it, it it doesn't make them the bad guy. Um, no, it does. It makes it practical for right. them. Mm-hmm. But like in a way, like the characters themselves are so iconic. Like, how do you find the perfect? How do you find the person that's going to fit that role? That's the problem that they've had with the Uncharted movie mm-hmm. being development. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Every single role. Just everything. Like, Just yeah. everything. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of roles, though, uh, so Christian Bell. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about, you know, a nice role from, you know, put some butter on it. No, like that. not that kind of role, Kevin. Not that kind of role. Yeah, uh, we're, we're low carb right now. So. Yeah, low carb. Yeah. Rolls. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Christian Bale. Christian is, Bale's going to be the uh, villain in Thor 4. Yeah. I know there's rumors flying around of who he's actually going to be, but I was like, it's been officially. I just seen Christian Bale, Adam Warlock. <laughs> I've seen that. Hmm. I don't know if you guys seen that. No. I haven't seen that one. One that I've heard is that, or at least like what they think would be a good role for him, is playing uh, Dario Agar, who is the Minotaur in uh, the Thor comics. Okay. He's been a he's like the president of Roxxon, which okay. is the big. It's essentially supposed to be like a like combination of like Exxon and Enron. They're like this giant like evil company. Exxon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so here we have a, if, if you can see it on your screen right now, yeah. uh, the Minotaur behind him. He's kind of like the Hulk, but becomes a giant Minotaur. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, concerned that they're having Jane Foster in here again mm. as probably going to introduce her as the female Thor, Thor, like how she was in the comics. Uh, the Minotaur played a very big role in that run. Okay. He was like the, he was a pretty much a primary antagonist, and now he's an antagonist of Hulk. So, makes sense. Uh, do you know? Do you think the Guardians, of the Galaxy, are going to be in? Since I mean, Thor did leave with. I th- yeah, I think we're probably going to get some kind of explanation. For <laughs> They're going to drop him off. It. <laughs> what, I, what I'm picturing for like like the third movie and also of, of Guardians of the Galaxy and like for somewhere to put into Thor 4 is there is going to be a uh, Rocky style fitness montage where Thor gets back into shape along with uh, have to. along with uh, <laughs> Star-Lord uh, and then he's just going to go on to his own adventure it's like it's like Rocket's going to be the one training them both and then it's going to be like that Apollo or you know the Apollo and Rocky scene or whatever and I can see it and yeah. then, like, Thor's just yeah. like, all right, see you guys. That's it. Either that or Star-Lord's going to just leave him. They're going to stop somewhere. Oh, they're totally going to get uh, space drunk, and he's yeah, just going to leave him. Like, oh, Thor just took off on his own again. <laughs> I get, yeah, both of them are, are very likely. Well, that's, that's all I've got. What do you, 
What's the points for you all? I just had a couple of things I wanted to get on real quick. Uh, it's kind of going with the comic book talk as well. Okay. okay. Um, it uh, seems to be confirmed that Mark Ruffalo will return as the Hulk for the Disney Plus's She-Hulk series, which makes sense because her origins are very much tied to the, to the regular Hulk because she gets injured and then he has to give her a blood transfusion, which then allows her to become the Hulk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I really like Mark, Mark Ruffalo in the role of Hulk, so it's nice to have him back. Uh, yeah, I like him as the Hulk. I know uh, there's been some conflict over the Professor Hulk and, you know, no. all of that. But <laughs> I uh, love that. That was great. I yeah. I was really expecting him to get mad when like, they were in the diner and eating and everything. And they're like, I don't want to take a picture. It's like, take the picture. Take the picture. <laughs> I was really expecting like, him to Hulk, like, Hulk Hulk out there. Yeah. In, in a way, like, there were some moments in Endgame where he was actually scarier because he was in control. Yeah. Especially when he goes to see Thor, and Thor is just very much out of it, and he's like, don't say that name, talking about Thanos. And Hulk just, like, very calmly takes his hand off. He's like, I'm going to ask you not to touch me again. Because <laughs> you know if Thor put his hands on him again, Thor would be dead. Yeah, that Thor was not in shape to be fighting no. the Hulk. Not at all. <laughs> the big Lebowski. Yeah, big, <laughs> big Thorbowski. Thorbowski. Yeah. Uh, and the only other thing uh, that I really had on this list is, uh, so last week we talked about DC Comics 5G initiative, uh, how it's supposedly going to be a reboot, once again, of, the, of their comics. Um, at a recent, uh, I think, comic panel? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Lee, the current publisher of DC Comics, said it's not going to be a reboot. It is just going to be like, what's the next generation? It's like the Silver Age, you know, that was back in like World War II. Um, you know, it's it's the the it's just the new generation of heroes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get supposedly Superman's son is going to take over as Superman at the end of it. Like that's going to be like the capstone of all this. I think that's the right way to go with it. But also there are certain characters that kind of lend themselves to a legacy, but some that don't really need to be. Like, can you really see anyone else? We have had different Batman, but can you really see anyone else other than Bruce Wayne wearing wearing that cowl? Like, as a longevity character. Not unless we're in the future and we have, like, Batman Batman Beyond. Beyond. Well, that's a pretty, yeah, that's a good example of it. That's about the only other... But in a world where Bruce Wayne is still alive. If he's still alive, or... Still alive and able because I know, yeah. you know, in Batman Beyond, he really couldn't. He was yeah. he was the mentor, but but he was not capable no. of fighting anymore. And then we have you know Superman. Clark Kent himself himself is very much that Superman. Mm-hmm. But I guess to have his son take on the role that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like we were talking before we started mm-hmm. about you know that's how like where Dragon Ball Z is or Dragon Ball or whatever you want to call the series that's in Super right now but you have Goku and everyone loves Goku but when is Goku going to stop and who's going to take over the mantle because Gohan they really nerfed him in Super he's smart and he's strong but he's just is not as strong as other characters right and uh, we were talking about you know it's really a lot to deal with he's cocky and um Goten, I mean, they could go with him, but he's right now he's still just a kid and nowhere near trained. He's pretty weak right now. Go Tinks. Yeah, Go Tinks, yeah. <laughs> he's pretty weak right now, as is uh, 
they've really, they've nerfed even like the young trunks and everything. And he just seems like they're not going to carry on the series. They're just going to keep going with Goku and Vegeta, which I mean, it doesn't really seem like they've aged much in yeah. Super, which. But it I, th- I think that does a disservice to the rest of the characters overall to do yeah. something like yeah. that. I, I think Akira Toriyama said that he he had intentions of having Gohan become the protagonist, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Well, writing Gohan's kind of boring. That's your fault as a writer at that point. If you can't yeah. make your character interesting, that's on you." The most interesting character in the whole Dragon Ball series is Vegeta, hands down. Oh, absolutely. Vegeta is the best character. Has the best character development. I really want to see him actually defeat a big bad for once. Oh, too. He, I mean, he, right now in the manga and everything, he's training on uh, Yardrat, which is where Goku learned the... His oh, nice. Stuff. And he's there's a big bad that apparently like no one can defeat right now. I can't remember the exact name, but... Um, yeah. it's uh, That's where Vegeta's training. He's got to learn. He's learning all kinds of different techniques. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, uh, and Goku's training with... One of the angels, not Whis, but another one of the angels in a like hyperbolic time chamber type deal, and yeah, there's plenty of content more for the anime then. <laughs> yeah, well, they, ha- I mean, they they have to. It seems it's like it's been rumored for forever. Yeah, you can't yeah. Uh, you can't leave off with like the tournament of power, which the the real heroes tournament of power was uh, uh, seventeen. Yeah, which that brought him up. Seventeen's awesome. I love 17. I've always liked 17, but that they really brought 17 up to that. That cemented it. Yeah. yeah. Um, what have you got for us, Corey? Yeah. I mean, I just got a bunch of old boring tech news. <laughs> I've been having tech problems all week, man, so I could use some tech news. Well, okay. So I'll start off, I guess, with Microsoft. You know, everybody's got a Microsoft computer at their house, probably. Yep. Mine doesn't work right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we've walked through this a little yeah. bit. So recently, you know, there was an article maybe three days ago um, that they had released a update. And if you're like me, you're scared to probably turn your computer on because you don't want it to download this update. Yeah. Um, so I read um, it's the update, and I have to read this number. It's KB four five three five nine nine six. So this particular update can really mess your system up bad. Some people have reported that their system has went back to the Windows Millennium days, and it's like blue screen of death. Like Sounds instantly. right. My computer's still running. I've not turned mine off for some days. So. You might not want to restart it. I'm not going to. So, um, yeah, it's saying like when you're booting your computer up, mm-hmm. you, it takes you to the login screen, which is normal for Windows. But then when you try to you know, get off of that screen and log in, it blue screens. Oh yeah. God. So, and there's no workaround on this. The only way you can do it is you have to go into like the recovery options and roll your computer back and try to uninstall the update. Other people have reported like their sound drivers do not work anymore. They yeah. have absolutely no sound, cannot make it work. They've uninstalled drivers, rolled drivers back, can't make it work. And then other people reported problems with, like, keyboard and mouse, like, just peripherals. Yeah. That they either aren't working right or, like, the real, like, you'll type and nothing happens. And then 10 seconds later, it'll... So this is why people switch to Apple. <laughs> so apparently this, this update's kind of bad. I don't know if there's a fix in the works. I hope there is <laughs> because apparently yeah. this is very devastating. Now, is this the most recent update that I had talked about that I'd, like... Com- 
made my uh, Wi-Fi driver not work? No. Um, that, oh, God, it got worse? Okay. It, it gets <laughs> it gets worse. Uh, that particular update, I think it was really just with your Wi-Fi card in particular. Yeah. But it's incompatible with that particular update. Okay. But it seems like with Windows Update, there's always something that goes wrong. And, I mean, it might not be a problem for, you know, everybody because, you know, you have different makes of mm-hmm. motherboards and processors. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. And it might only affect a certain group of components. It might not affect everybody equally. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyway, that update, I would very much be <laughs> beware of it. Yeah. Because it, it may cause you a lot of headache. And trying to get that fixed when you can't actually get into Windows, even through safe mode, mm-hmm. Can be very very difficult if you're not tech savvy. Yeah. So if you can turn off your uh, automatic updates, just go ahead and do that. It, yeah, I would highly suggest you like you know download the updates, but then check and see which updates it is. Yeah. But I would very much not install that particular one. There has been other updates. I know that there was one that came out like as of yesterday for like uh, Microsoft Defender, which is mm-hmm. you know it's it's on there. You can't get rid of it. And there's a couple other security updates and stability fixes, but it's nothing I don't think that fixed this particular update yet. Yeah. So I would, yeah, highly disregard that one for at least another week or two until, until I was for sure. For it. Yeah, until they have another update coming. Yeah, and then I'd say that's the stability fix for this particular update, and it's that update. Yeah. Don't you just love Windows? Aren't they just great? Yeah, I've, I've got to figure out what's wrong with mine. I can't even power it on right now. The power comes on, it doesn't boot up. Like, the fans are running. That sounds like motherboard. The motherboard? Sounds like motherboard. We're going to have to talk about this. I'm going to need your help. <laughs> okay, so anyway. <laughs> um, my next, um, I guess, topic it actually covers two different things, but it's all by the same company. So while I feel like through the years, um, AMD has always taken a backseat to NVIDIA and Intel. Mm -hmm. It seems like those two companies always pushed out a superior product that was more power efficient. You know, it it was just overall better when you compared the side-by-side of the two. Mm -hmm. But now I think that AMD might be giving them a run for their money because I was looking through some stuff and they have made a new processor, which has a very hefty price tag on it. It's uh, it's running around thirty six hundred dollars just for the processor. <laughs> just alone. for the processor alone, nothing else, yeah. nothing attached to it. But back in the day, um, you know, if you were a gamer in the you know mid two thousand there, you probably remember the game Crisis. Mm-hmm. Crisis came out in two thousand seven. I remember it came out for the. PS3 and PC. It was a very hardware-demanding game, mm-hmm. extremely. Like, most PCs could barely handle it, and if they could handle it, they couldn't run it full frame. Right. So, this particular processor, in a demonstration that they did, could actually run Crisis with no graphics processing card. Just The <laughs> processor itself could run the game at a somewhat playable scale, you know, pushing like 15 to 20 frames, which is crazy just for a processor by itself in your computer (laughs) to be be able to, you know, it was kind of, you know, laggy and jumpy and stuff, Mm -hmm. but just the raw processing power to this. 
It's That's just, impressive. It's it's unreal. It's it's overkill. It's it's extremely <laughs> overkill. Like you could buy this processor and probably not need a new processor for like fifteen years. <laughs> Might be what I need to get for, for some of my I mean, editing. For that price tag, I mean, that's more. For editing, like, I would really recommend uh, one of these. Um, yeah, that's getting ready to get I'm, I'm pretty fed up with Microsoft at this point. Probably going to have to switch. Not necessarily a MacBook, but, or a MacBook Pro, but. Uh, uh, just anything just Apple. Any Mac. Yeah. Really. But the, the second bit of news that they come out with was they recently. Um, released a graphics card hmm. and I can't remember the name on the graphics card I'm, I'm drawing a blank on this is it one of the Ryzen ones or it is the Ryzen one it's like R2N something I can't remember the actual name but this card runs at 50% more efficiency than a NVIDIA RTX 2080 watt for watt yeah. and I know that that might be all lingo and gibberish but the fact is, is that it can efficiently run your games way more ahead of the NVIDIA card. Yeah. Well, it looks like we're about to lose signal here. <laughs> I see us. Uh, Our bit rate is, rate is dropping fast. <laughs> so. <laughs> Let's see. Should I'm, I take a break? Or? <laughs> I don't know. No. I, okay. <laughs> keep, keep going until we have to end it. <laughs> okay. So, anyway. Um. Yeah, the the card itself, um, they they change the cooling. Most of your cards that you buy, they have what they call the blower model type right. fan, that it, it spins. But as demand picks up, it blows harder. Yeah. And in a smaller case, it's actually okay because your smaller cases move air out quicker. Mm -hmm. But if you have a larger case, then you're just filling your case full of hot air, which causes heat problems for the other things in the case with it. Right. But what this card in particular does is they went to what they call a dual axle or triple axle type fan. And instead of it blowing, what it does is it continually supplies the chassis with air. So that way the cooling is always, you know, consistent. Mm -hmm. It's not like, okay, my card's getting hot. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's always running the cooling so that way it never gets beyond a certain point. The fans don't speed up, they don't slow down, it just runs consistently. And because of that, it can run more quietly. So you don't have this big loud graphics car beside of you and your tower, you know, making all kinds of noise. Yeah. So That's always a help. You want you, you want less noise yeah. going on with something like that. And in that aspect, because your components are running cooler, it does make them more efficient. So the the possibility to even do overclocking, and I mean, it's still an option on the table with this card mm -hmm. just because it can run cooler. But in that same aspect, you'd probably have to tweak the card in itself so that way the cooling compensates for the overclock. Yeah, that makes sense. But either way, the fact that it can pretty much outperform RTX 2080 right now is pretty good because i mean that's that's kind of like the marketed card right now yeah that's like think, the top of the line well it's not top i think there's a 3080 or something like okay. that is that uh, sound familiar to so you i think so i'm I've got like there, there's one step above that but right now you know it's it's competing very well with the 800 dollar graphics card <laughs> the uh, <clears throat> the ryzen 9 uh 3950x is that the one you're talking about for the the thread reaper Oh no, the Threadripper, that's the. Um, the Ryzen, I can't remember. Um, yeah, I, I've got a Ryzen 7 in mine 
uh, desktop. Um, I like it. I really do like it. Um, it runs really smooth, pretty quiet. I don't really have any complaints with it so far. Uh, but yeah, I saw the Threadripper on here. That's your big $3,600 <laughs> yeah, it's, it's processor. Really Actually, I think it's like 3800 on Newegg or 3900 on Newegg. That's, that's what everybody needs. That's what everyone needs. Go out today and pick it up. Yep. Pick it up on... It is Taxmas. Taxmas, yep. <laughs> yeah. Screw the new car. Go get you a... Got, got bills to pay? Not anymore. Not anymore. Now you need a graphics card. No, that's not even a graphics card. That's just the processor. That's what it is. the processor. <laughs> Everyone needs a processor. You'll never have to upgrade. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you really wouldn't. Like in, in comparison, like right now the the leading Intel card has like eighteen cores. That Threadripper has sixty four. <laughs> like wow. it's, it's, okay. it's, I mean, that's a pretty big it's difference. That's a huge difference. <laughs> huge. It's huge. But I guess with uh, that out of the way and. Is, is there any fan questions? I don't know if we have any viewers right now. I know you we were dropping down there. Yeah, we, we, we've got a few. Uh, no fan questions currently. No fan questions. Uh, <laughs> I agree with Larry Cross. He says yeah. Linux is so much better if Windows, or it's so much better than Windows. It's just, it is a problem when you, if you want a game, a Linux really isn't a gaming PC. It's, right. it's more modeled and designed for business needs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in that aspect, it's great. But if you want to play games on it, it is a struggle bus to get them to work properly or run right. Yeah. So I, I don't, don't game on my Mac. That's <laughs> just for business and podcast only. But the uh, for editing, though, I would suggest looking into a Mac. Yeah, I think I'm uh, probably going to have to switch over at some point once I find uh, <laughs> steady employment again. Yeah. Put your $25,000 PC in your $10,000 There you go. <laughs> That's generous. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. That's similar to the let's, let's go buy an Escalade and yeah. live in a shack. <laughs> That's, yeah, like I'd probably live more comfortably in the Escalade. <laughs> yeah. If I buy the Escalade, I would just have to live in it because it would be as yeah. much as a house payment. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, just buy an RV. Newer, yeah. newer ones especially. Yeah, we're looking at like eighty thousand plus for one. Everyone needs to spend eighty thousand dollars on a vehicle. I wish I had eighty thousand dollars to spend on a vehicle. I wouldn't spend it on a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching this video yesterday. It was a guy talking about how he was planning on getting financially uh, independent in the in like the the next decade, and then he bought a fifteen thousand dollar camera, forty thousand dollar new car. $20,000 Mac Pro. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Plus, there's an $8,000 monitor. <laughs> what was he going to do with all of said equipment that he bought? He's, I mean, he he's a become, filmmaker, he as, I guess. financially independent. <laughs> yeah. with like, like private sector? Audition. Have to be or? very private sector. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, the only thing I really know he does is YouTube. That's the only thing I see him on. I mean, YouTube can make some money. It's yeah, just, PewDiePie, you know. Hey, Benji with Babish, he just bought a house in New York, so. <laughs> New York, that's a place to live, too. It's, it's crazy. You look at, like, there is some eight-year-old YouTuber that he just does product reviews. Right. And he makes, Ryan. like, $26 million a year or something. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, why can't I be this kid? Why can't I be popular? Well, you're older than eight. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We just, we just all, like, dress like that uh, kid from Smash Brothers. 
Ness. Yeah. God, I hate Ness. And then we'll do product reviews dressed like that. <laughs> like we're going to pick 31 <laughs> Jump Street. <laughs> Draw a new crowd of people, I think, if we do that, Kevin. Yeah, yeah it's going to be like. Might uh, have to put on some a different platform than we're, uh, YouTube. We're, we're going to be like, hey, I'm, I'm eight, he's 10, and he's seven. Yeah. And everybody's going to be like, there's no way that guy's 10. <laughs> Like full beards out here. I'd be like, uh, well, uh, drank a lot of milk that was full of hormones. Yeah, <laughs> this is a medical condition. <laughs> you ever watch that movie Jack with Rob Williams? That's what I got. <laughs> I'm Benjamin Button in reverse. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm counting down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I guess that'll be it uh, for this week's show. Thank yep. you all for joining us. Yep. Until next time. Peace out. out.